Welcome to the Prusa podcast 56. Uh, this episode will be a total mess and it's going to be so much fun. I'm, I'm joined by these awesome people, uh, Fotis Mint, Vexter and Michael, who you know as Fixum Dude. Uh, I think Joe will also join us remotely in a moment. He had a thief surgery, so he said he's not doing quite so well. But uh, let's hope he can make it for like 10-15 minutes. And also later on we will be joined by Grant, uh, 3D Musketeers, to nerd out about Prusa's Laser 2.61. Because somehow he already has a video about the features even before us. So I, I think that's kind of fun to bring him in uh, for it. Oh, look, Joe Prusa, look who it is. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, Joe. Hey. Connecting audio. Hello. Hello. You made it. We, we just did the intro uh, and kind of went over the fact that you had a teeth surgery and are not doing so fantastically. Yeah, I I kind of uh, put too much on myself. So I was moving uh, during the weekend and I had I had uh, implant done on Friday. So I'm I, I'm toast. So I probably not. <laughs> Not managed the, the the whole thing, and but then I found <laughs> then I found out that I don't have on the Zoom installed on this computer. I'm so sorry, guys, for uh, uh, doing this, but I'm here, it, and it's gonna work out. So while we yeah. have you here, let's go over uh, some of the things that you know. Uh, for example, how is it looking with the Mark for input cheaper firmware? Uh, I think by the we, uh, we, I think it's either Friday final version or uh, early next week. Final stable input cheaper Mark for firmware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have translations in the firmware too. I think. Neat. <laughs> I'm I'm very happy about it. I'm very happy about it. Yeah, and and uh, uh, the networking speed ups are also in the in the in the testing. So I think people will be excited. I've heard uh, of... you, you've seen you've seen the demos. I haven't seen them yet, but yeah, the team told me that they will be releasing it soon, and I'm looking forward to that because Connect yeah. is becoming really quite nice, and having the transfer speeds faster will be like. Really, like yeah, yeah, major, I, I, major I, upgrades. And th th this time, I don't see a note, so I don't know if you, uh, if you, if you have it there. Oh my god, I, <laughs> uh, I, I just lost <laughs> my call. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll remember. Uh, also, and surprisingly, no one is asking in the chat, but I think like they, uh, it's always the question, what about the uh, Excel uh, input shaper? I, I know I've seen some running in. Do you know, do you know, uh, how's it going? It's probably like pre-alpha still, right? Um, there is a new firmware in the testing this, this week with some uh, other very nice things. Uh, mainly, uh, ma mainly what, what's going to testing is uh, a screen and setup before the print, so you can like rearrange the extruders from from the G code. So uh -huh. if you if you have it if you have it sliced it for like two one, 
you can like override it uh, in the in the menu be between the prints. So that will be that will be also out soon. I know a lot of people uh, were looking for this and stuff like spool join. I I think I saw uh, I saw couple of days ago on Twitter and there's also GitHub uh, feature request. Uh, this is, that's also going to happen. That's awesome. Yeah. I also saw that yeah. and it would be great. So basically if I like slice something for one and two and I have white in one, black in two, and then like yes. a week later I change yeah. and I have black in five, I can just uh, pick that different tool. Yes. That's nice. Yes. 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 And uh, with, with the Excel multiple tools, it's, uh, it's always, you know, we are in in the uncharted territories because uh, right now, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, yeah. Um, to bring the quality quality of like the features. You know, we we are <laughs> inventing the ways how to do it. Oh yeah, uh, for uh, well, for the uh, for, for for the users because you know. Uh, it was all uh, to make it from something which is uh, uh, which requires quite a skill to to make it very user friendly. Okay, and also while we still have you here, there's a really fun thing which oh. I already told you about, and I think it's really fun how the circle closes. So let me just grab a prop that's uh, right next to me here. I think Joe, you might already know where I'm going with this. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, It is pretty fun. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we've been getting uh, some new brands have been joining uh, Printables, which is incredible. I'm so excited about them. And one of them is uh, Hercules. Let me quickly screen share. So yeah, the, the brand section on Printables and Hercules is one of the new brands that joined. And they released this like sick set of knobs and faders and encoders mm. for the mm. DJ boards. I love this picture of the using the glow in the dark filament for the for the knobs. I think that's like super super fun. And yeah, I have the the board here, and all the knobs are now printed from uh, Peggy carbon fiber and some Prusa orange. And I'm still like playing with what colors I'm going to put where. I'm also learning how to DJ because I had absolutely no idea what I'm doing. But yeah, I'm putting some fun sounds on the on this board, which is kind of hilarious to me, just like... Yeah, much, much. and then to, and to, to, to explain to people yeah, yeah. who don't know how, how special how special this is, uh, because it's it's quite a full circle. Yeah, because I, I I found out about three D printing and started to do three D printing because uh, because I was building I was DJing and I was building my own controllers and I I needed a way to make the knobs and faders mm -hmm. like that and and you know now we now we have uh, now we have uh, brands officially sharing sharing uh such parts so that is uh that is quite awesome yeah i think that's it's really excellent and there is one more brand that joined today that i think even you joe have no idea about maybe unless you you, you read the announcement that i posted in I, a... I think i saw it and yeah it's it's this is this is huge so it is it is weird it's like 
Oh, that's okay. one of the like it's like one of the top 100 biggest companies in Germany. It's one of the top uh, top like biggest manufacturers of tools, but like they make like so much more stuff than just tools. Like the the number of of products that they have is like pretty incredible. They have like like almost 100,000 employees like this is like really big brand going into 3D printing, which I think is really great. And this is awesome. And this is so awesome. Like, ah, of, mean, official rubber uh, STL of like, you know, these, uh, mm -hmm. these rubber covers for jaws for the pliers. So you don't damage your, your desk or whatever you're, you're tightening. Like, this is so cool. I can't uh, over the over the years. I can't just uh, re recollect how many how many times I like. Uh, um, uh, uh, What's the right word? Like dent? Uh, yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. We scratch dented uh, stuff because I I didn't have the soft jaws. So yeah, this is <laughs> this is. I'm really pumped about this. They are starting with with four models, which I think is nice, and I'm sure they'll be expanding it in the future. So. I am really looking forward to that, so I would love to give them a warm welcome both to Vert and to Hercules for joining Printables. I think it's really awesome to see more like brands who are not traditionally into 3D printing, like understanding what's what, what we're doing here and releasing some models for people to customize or for example, you know, the 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 pliers accessories. I think it's like super useful. It will be like what like 10 minute print. It's, it's really really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, uh, Joe, I don't want to keep you keep you too much. Is there anything anything else that uh, uh, we will go over? Prusa Slicer two point six one. I actually will bring in Grant three Musketeers for that. So I think that's gonna be fun. Oh really? That, that's nice. Uh, I, I I want to say hi, but I was I was wondering. I uh, actually I actually have here a print for a print of the print of the beat, but yes, uh, I'm uh, I'm using my uh, girlfriend's desk and I, I printed this for her uh, uh, and her pencil holder. But I don't. I, I just I just uh, will need to find the. Uh, Find it on printables. Now. I think is it is it by is it by J JS Studio? I think it's yeah, from Jan. Yeah, yeah, Jan Fistek. Yeah, he's great. Like he's very under the radar guy, but his work is excellent. Remember when when we were doing that uh, video about me? Yeah, I, I I was mentioning exactly that. That's he, true. He doesn't get. Uh, but, but still, I like, all the love that. He should, we like, he's, he's a great guy. We both mentioned him, yeah. He makes some really, really nice models. But he's still very much under the radar, which we need to change. Yes. Of course. Next, uh, next, uh, next stream, maybe. Yeah, that would be great. If, if Jan, if you're going to watch this later on, like, we would love to have you on. Your your work is, is really excellent. Yeah, look at that list. It needs to... Leslie Nielsen down there. <laughs> yeah. Love him. Yeah, so good. That's nice. Mm -hmm. That's so nice. I can I, I cannot wait uh, I, uh, when I when I finish uh, my my office uh, here after after moving and we'll be printing all the time <laughs> and <laughs> a lot of models to print. Uh... 
Okay, yeah. just quickly scanning chat too. Everything seems to be working well, which is uh, nice to see. Uh, yeah, I think regarding uh, like we will one thing. Yeah, that's actually true because next stream it, a month will pass by. We'll be at Earth, uh, which I think is the end Ooh. of September slash October, like September thirty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you're coming, we we we. We can. Uh, I, I'm. I'm coming. It will be uh, probably my last U.S. show this year. Uh, but we can. We can maybe do. We can maybe do a stream from there. It'll be fun to do like on-site episode. Yeah. yeah. Not sure on the show for, but uh, maybe maybe somewhere. Oh yeah, I see. Auto. I see Mitch Freddy, Puzzles. I'm sure we're gonna like the gang will be there. Fotis, you said you you will you will be coming, right? Yeah. Nice. I'll be there. Nice, nice, nice. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. It will be it will be wonderful. Oh, Brush is asking if that you're not coming to Smurf. That's that's Joe's last US visit, but I think we will be going to Smurf, right? Yes. Yes. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, up to you, Joe. If you wanna, if you wanna hang out, or if you wanna go oh. get some painkillers and uh, rest on the sofa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I'm just so, so super tired, and my brain doesn't work too much. But uh, you, you sent the upbringing grant in. I would, I would say hi to him too. If you are bringing him right now, but other, otherwise, I'm just going to uh, get some rest. We can bring Grant in. I think we're probably now mostly gonna be chatting about designing of a fixing dude for this investor. So I think I will probably bring in uh, Grant a bit later on. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm, I will just. Say hi the the other way. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you guys for for joining our stream. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, just bring bring Grant for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah actually. Yeah, just mostly. say. Actually, there's just no. To say yeah, hi. there's actually I mean, no. It, it's yeah. not going to be the first time we kicked him in today, so. That's true. <laughs> just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. Oh, hello. <laughs> he has the cat, which is so cute, Grant. That's. She's my director of marketing. She has to be here. So cute. Oh, she. I mean, the friendly, the friendly look on on, on the face. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the boss. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, that's. Come on, honestly, has to be. <laughs> I, I'm scared oh. that when I get a cat, they will like rest on the printers because the heated beds must be so like tempting. I mean, she did I mean, this. <laughs> and I then bet, the printer started I mean, moving. I bet. I bet. Well, half the enclosures we sell are just, you know, as the devices to pre prevent prevent cats from uh, messing <laughs> messing up the prints. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's true. That's yeah, true. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Let's talk designing. Uh, Joe, you're tuning out. Tuning out. Oh, I will. I will probably get get some rest, guys. Thanks for joining uh, us. Yeah, see, Thanks see, you, see, see, see you in the office and see you guys uh, on the shows in see in the upcoming months. And good night, everyone. <laughs> good night. Have a good, have a good rest. Uh, 
Grant, if you want to hang out, hang out, but I just don't want to put you in an like, awkward position where we, we, we stare at Oh, us. we're going to do that. Just Fine. let him here. He's going to be awkward <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm always awkward. And, you know, I, I look, I'm not much of a designer. I, I tried. I did a piece for my brother the other day for the storm that just came through Florida. But no, I'm, I, I am nothing compared to the other guys here. So I, I would like to say the same because you guys are like on like a few few levels like above us like to reach above the frame so let's mm-hmm. ta- let's let's talk about that uh photos and Baxter we had on the show before but i'm actually really excited to have uh fix and mute actually michael i've uh i just said before the call that that uh nice to see the person behind all the designs uh oh, thanks uh so yeah in case uh in case people don't know your profile i'm gonna show it uh show it on the screen but can you describe what's what are like what models do you make what's your specialty uh most people probably know me for the star wars kit cards that's kind of what took off the most of uh, all of my models i started off with you know some flexies here and there and tinkercad and then uh we did I like to do fun things like toys and flexies and the kit cards are really fun to design and try to figure out, you know, how to flatten out a model. And uh so yeah, like the monkey, the pig, although a lot of those early ones are Tinkercad, then I got into fusion and that's what most of the kit cards were done in fusion. And then lately, I've been trying to get a little, little more sculptural, like my uh, idols here on the stream with me. And so I've been trying to do a little blender and just a little bit of Nomad Sculpt. Bugman introduced me to that. And, and uh, it's really nice, but it's got a little learning curve. So, <laughs> do, you, do you see yourself combining... Uh... Fusion and sculpting. I always thought it's like it's a bit of a weird match, but I think it could work together in some way. You ways. can. There's tools. I just uh, I mainly use Fusion for like hard surface modeling for work, especially we do a lot of fixtures and templates and things like that. So my brain goes more sculptural when I go into Blender or the Nomad. It's a little little more you know precise control for me. Do you have any of your favorite designs around you to to maybe show on the camera or anything you're like working on currently? That could be fun. Currently, I'm messing with the little cage thing that prints in place, and then Ooh. yeah, well, that's secret cool. things gonna go on here to be in the cage. So that's that, and we have a list of about a hundred of the little vehicles that we've been doing lately so everyone has a their favorite they want to be on the list so i've been trying to work my way through that as well so <laughs> been, uh, uh, my main thing lately that's great photos you, you've just released a model like today like a few hours right few uh hours. yesterday yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it's it's. Do you have a do you have a print uh, around you, or should I show the the model on printable? Yeah, I actually... do not have a print <laughs> around me. Uh, you know, Taro did the the resin print and everything, but uh, you can see the uh, resin results in printables. I had, I do have the I do have the test prints in there. It is 
it is like stunning. Let me show it to to everyone watching. Uh, you you sent me the the the, the, the base mesh and that already looked incredible. But now that you've added some texture and like little extra extra like coloring detail, like this is yes, this was rendered in the in Keyshot. And I try to give it a more, you know, like a more museum kind of look, you know, because this is a more stylized model. It's not, it's not like the usual models I do because of the whole Egyptian, you know, uh, theme of the bust. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I thought that a render like that would look very nice, and I'm yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. I think I think it looks good. Let's see if our like. Wow, I'm kind of surprised that the the three D viewer and the browser can handle the mesh because it's pretty substantial. Yeah, I mean we we decimate the files at around sixty uh, megabytes, so it's not they're not that heavy yeah. <clears throat> anymore. But you know the pre supported are eighty three, so yeah, that loaded quickly. <laughs> That's awesome work. Maxter, uh, what are you working oh. on? Um, you know, stuff, stuff. stuff. As always. <laughs> Typical, yeah. Uh, I, I'm into horns lately. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I started making much of stuff you, you, with horns. If, into what? Oh, okay. It sounded, <laughs> sounded different. <laughs> See, stuff like this. Oh, yeah, I've, see, I've seen you posting and etching the horn. Yeah, so I, I was thinking like maybe I should just make another version, and um, I I decided to to do a dice tower, and Sick. I, I did uh, horns separately for no reason because <laughs> to use it as a dice tower you need to use it at this size. So I was talking yesterday like why why did I do that, and then said, uh, then Nando said, well. Because people can print it in different colors, so that's why I did. So, no, I'm I'm doing different kind of project. Like uh, usual, people uh, see stuff that's connected to some kind of, uh, you know, some movie shows, comic books, stuff like that. And these days, I I decide to do more original stuff. Uh, it's it's just I just feel so much better doing that. It's it's kind of liberating. Yeah, you're just free to do whatever, right? You don't have yes. to you don't have to be true to some other other creators. Well, when I'm doing uh, even when I'm doing like let's say comic book or or uh, movie related stuff, I'm also trying to to do something to bring something different into into every design. But yeah, you you never completely own that that thing, so. You know, doing something like like lately, I, I I did few dragons. I didn't make any dragons for like years, mm -hmm. so I started experimenting that with that, and, and I like doing that. So now now I'm just picking stuff that I like to do, and and uh, I'm really enjoying. It. I see Omni Man, Invincible. Like new season of Invincible is is pretty like close, right? Uh, yeah, that's. Like uh, when when Invisible came out, I, I was obsessed with the show, and I had to. I, I've never read a comic book before, so 
So I was constantly, while I was sculpting, I was watching and I was reading comic books. So I was, you know, like completely influenced at, at that point. I'm really looking so, forward to it. I've been also like binging it so hard since it came. Oh, I can't wait for season two. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't seen this uh, uh, like special episode that came out, but Shane told me that, that it's great. He he's also obsessed with it. Immutable. You all have now clubs on printables, which I'm so happy that we we implemented it and that I how okay. Let me not put your like words in your mouth, but how how is how is it going? Trust me, we're happy too. Yeah, because, yeah, because it's a place that we needed for years. I mean. Patreon is good. People are supporting there. We have a great community there, but there is not, there was no place to have uh, hosting and uh, yeah, that was always the problem. Yeah, and all the tools that we needed. So it's way easier for everyone, like for us and and for the people, because it's a very very different thing to have all the models listed, tidy, organized. And uh, a good payment system as well. Mm -hmm. And a very good upload system. I mean, printables uploading system is fantastic. You just throw a zip in there and yeah. you don't have to do anything else. And it just works. And uh, with Patreon, we had to, well, we still do. <laughs> yeah, we, it just added one more thing in the, in the list of things we do every time we upload something. But with Patreon, yeah, now, we have now, now the stories thing, also the the shop part. It's complete mess yeah. still. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm really sorry that that Patreon uh, was was like that non nonstop. It's file sharing was always an issue, and now even when the, now they are adding file sharing, they don't care about 3D printing. It's still you need to pack everything specifically, throw it. There there are limitations. It, it's yeah. just not, not that great. And uh, and honestly speaking, 3D printing is a big category in Patreon. It's not that it's a small one. Like there are thousands of creators doing that right now, but they don't like they don't add anything to help uh, our field. Like they do nothing about it. So printable solves all that, and uh, mm -hmm. it's still the beginning. I mean. New things are going to come, right, Miklas? I mean, I think yes. we'll, see, we'll see a lot of improvements on it. I don't think so, we bugged him enough yet. I'm just fixing some really. Yeah, we give, we're not giving him a no. You know, we're not giving him a hard time yet. We should, <laughs> you know, we should start pushing a little bit. I've been, yeah, we, <laughs> I've been supporting. I, oh like, wow! Thanks. I've been in the club of Fotis and Vexter, but I just realized I'm, I'm, I wasn't in in fix some dude so I, I fixed that hopefully oh awesome <laughs> uh, well, i love i love that it's set up for 3d models and you can automatically you know set a date and time where it can go public and you don't have to worry about that you know remembering and all that stuff so a really really neat feature i'm really happy you guys are happy because really it's it yeah, is like i i remember i was i was talking to joe about something and then i mentioned problem with patreon and like he was he was really curious completely interesting in conversation and, and i mean at least i think because conversation continued usually he just disappears after a few <laughs> sentences so you, you never know but we talked for for an hour about it and i was like okay there's a glimpse of something that could happen and then you mentioned that that you also had, was planning to do that since, since principal principal started and I'm like, okay 
Yeah. I yeah. One thing I'm like really proud about how we fi- like figure it out, and I just uh, used it when I was subscribing to to fix some dude, is the like how you handle when it's the end of the month. Uh, let me open like. Uh, oh, I'm I'm supporting everyone. It's gonna be hard to. Uh, I don't think I support. Okay, uh, when it's the like when the month is in progress, you can just subscribe for the month, but you can also like pay like the proportional from the current month. Uh, yeah. Plus the next one. So you yeah, have... I like that. So I that's, think that's that's one of the best things I like about Dream Tools. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's nice. That's really nice. It's so you have no idea so how many clear. times. Yeah. I have no idea how many times we had people joining at the last day of the month. And then Patreon was kicking them out next day. And you, you, to, you told us. Twice. Yeah, you charged, charged them twice. Yeah, yeah, and we had and we had to refund people. Yeah. But, you know, we had no idea if they got the models anyway. So, yeah. you know, every, everyone loses in this situation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a very nice way to solve that. You you told us when we did the calls about, about our plans and we were just, like, brainstorming so hard. Like, how, how do we solve this? And it's funny, like... When you have, when you figure out a solution, it always seems like so simple, like so, so so easy. Like it's so easy to come up with this. But when I remember back when we didn't yet come up with it, like it was like an hour long meeting and we were like shouting each other like, oh, the stupid idea, let's do it this way. And uh, then suddenly like this clear idea comes out. And once you see it in the UI where you have like, you know, one month, two months, and it's like super clear for the user then suddenly you're like, yeah, why would we do it in any any other way? It's always different for everyone because, uh, you know, most people have different ways of working with their subscription system, you know? I mean, for example, I give back catalog for years. Others have monthly releases. So if someone, you know, gets two months with by paying one, that's a problem. Like, yeah. That's a big problem. So this is why the monthly thing was working on Patreon for years. Like, that's why we never changed that. But... Uh, now things are kind of different too because you know we we start giving a lot of things outside the paywall, so it doesn't matter anymore. I know? I, I know that uh, I I have a like pretty good idea of the kind of posts that you make for uh, on Patreon. Uh, uh, Michael, do you also like uh, make some uh, you know update posts that about about what you're working on? How, how do they look like when you when you do that? I've started to. I mean... I've done a couple polls to, you know, see what vehicles uh, and what's we're working on, what, you know, the users would like to see come up next and that kind of thing. So it's really nice. I did Patreon for just a little while, but it just didn't fit my style of doing things. So that's why I'm really excited about the Printables Club. So. It's definitely the post is something that's uh, it's very, very high up. Like photos you you brought it up to so very high up on the priority list of it like it's totally possible now to to make posts uh, they can be for your supporters only you can make polls and everything but this editor, yeah we need an editor there yeah, yeah we need him that's yeah. that's one thing and I think the the other is uh, if I go to the community feed there are like uh, you can filter out the only posts from like your clubs. But it still posts. Uh, oh, uh, Paul! It still posts like a lot of automatic content. So I think we will be looking at at that 
maybe toning the automatic content down a bit, but we're still discussing it, it's not clear, but just, I definitely like see uh, that the posts are very important for you and for your supporters, so we would like to give that some love in the... It's just, you know, every time we release something, we also give the extra information when it comes to, you know, printability and what you support and information about the model. And every time you release a new model, it's good to have, you know, the, to give the information like yeah. we did in, like we do in Patreon. And uh, not just, you know, a, a simple post that says, you know, someone released just the model. I mean, yeah, you, you can, I mean, you, you can add all of that in description, but it's it, as like, yeah, but B you know, and, you know how it is. User, we, we like to make long posts that no one reads. <laughs> <laughs> they don't read anyway. Yeah, but still, I mean, having the post, it's it. I don't know. I think I think I would use it. I mean, just just like we do in Patreon anyway. Uh, by the way, uh, if anyone in the chat has any questions for these wonderful gentlemen, just ask away. I do peek at the chat from time to time. So I will try to bring it up if I see any any questions. Uh... Grant, do you, do you do modeling too, right? Not a ton. Um, certainly nowhere near on the level that these guys do. Uh, I am very basic Fusion 360. Been uh, rebuilding some uh, lens cap mounts uh, for Sony E mount. The STL exists, but no one has a step file, so. I made one because uh, I need a custom mount that fits into my camera bag a little bit better. So we're going to 3D print it. Um, but, you know, very, very basic that's, stuff. But that's uh, like really nice. I like it. Sculpting scares me. I, 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 I open up ZBrush. I saw that file is not in the top left. And I left because at that <laughs> point, the UI is just not for me. And now with the now with the way that it's going, nope. I'll trust the experts instead. Do you guys have any any, advi any advice for, for Grant about... Yeah, start. I told him a bunch of times, start watching my videos. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But actually, Michael, you just you said you're just getting into, into sculpting. Uh, are you trying it in ZBrush or what are you using? No, I just I started in uh, Nomad Sculpt. Bugman 140 told me about that. And it's a real low you know, barrier to entry and... I just gotten my Samsung Android tablet, so with the pen that helps a lot. I just got that recently, so I've done a few little sculptures, but yeah, nothing on the level of these two guys. But I'm working on it. We'll say. I think it's very interesting option these days. That on one I know that that make would agree with me, but lately I started suggesting whoever asked me about the opinion. I always suggest Blender. It's free, it's open it makes, source. It but, makes sense. But, it's getting better and better. And I really enjoy working it. But where I, where I was going is like, Michael has a really good point about like these days you have like fairly uh, affordable tablets with really good input from the input from the pen, which before, you know, if you wanted a screen and a tablet at the same time, like you need to pull out your credit card and you're going to like pay big time to vacuum or even if you buy like a Huon or, or something like that. They're usually really expensive, but the tablet option is, I think, actually very interesting. It's like different approach, but you still get like portable screen slash tablet with a pen. It's it's nice. Yeah, yeah, very nice. What a time to be alive! Yeah, what a time to be alive! <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's way better now. You can find a lot of things. Um, but I'm not going to Blender, Nicholas. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I mean, if you already know, uh, uh, if you already know ZBrush, probably doesn't make sense to switch. You know what? The funny thing is that if I go to the, you know, polygon modeling, like you know, I'll go probably to Maya. <laughs> I, I oh, like... come on, photos. You don't want to do a 30 day challenge. <laughs> 30-day blender challenge no he no. would I, why would i do that to myself he would love no. it he would like love it by the end he would be like saying blender forever to everyone. i know that i would learn it i know but i i i don't know <laughs> right now i don't think i have the courage right now for blender i i, I don't think so i've been recently doing some edits of stls in in blender and there are some features which are like just straight up magic like some mm -hmm. Some of the like uh, proportional editing with like a radius, and you can you, you don't have a step file, and you can just edit the mesh in like two mm -hmm. minutes. And when I look at the screen and realize what I'm doing, it's like it's magic. Seems like it's amazingly powerful, but I mean it's a totally different way of thinking. But once you get the hang of it, you can do some amazing things. Yeah. I'm too I'm too much of a sculptor anymore to go back to. The disciplined, you know, polygon pressing <laughs> guy. I don't think I can do that anymore. <laughs> that's that's a lot of work. Uh, Chris Perillo is asking, uh, what kind of flamen did you print the cat from, Grant? Oh, this was the, uh, the the stray filament that wandered into my shop at about three weeks old and fell asleep in the back and just decided it was going to stay. <laughs> So uh, I'm. I think we would now probably call this a, a pumpernickel marble filament, with a little bit of white added. I, I think I had an early, uh, you know, multi-tool head revision to to get that one done. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's get into Prusa slicer. I uh, like anybody who wants to chime in about anything we're gonna talk about. Like, feel free. Feel free to join us. But yeah, we just released Prusa slicer two point six one the other day. Uh, Grant, you already made a video about it, which you you are fast. That's in my defense. You released it last week, and you know there's there's a few very major changes, and the big one being the arrange tool. Because at at that point, I I, I normally don't cover the the small revisions, but the arrange function has been something that I've wanted for so long that I I felt compelled to make a video on it. Yeah, yeah. So. If you just open Prusa Slicer and you, you hit the earned button, like nothing uh, crazy will happen. You can make the like gapping a bit smaller, but still nothing will happen. But if you change it from fast to let's start with balanced, then the magic happens where mm. it will calculate the actual border and it will arrange objects inside other objects, which of course, in some cases can be like extremely efficient like you can fit so many more parts on your bed not that you couldn't do it manually but being able to just click the button and the computer is better at it than you let's be honest so and there is also the the accurate version which is slower uh but once you use that one and if we like make the gap a bit smaller i'm sure we can fit all the cubes inside the recycling symbol and i could probably add like even more of them and oh we could still keep putting them in so yeah this is this is nice 
Uh, it was a nice feature, especially when people are trying to pack build plates with multiple parts. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's not so like from a computer graphics point of view, like uh, you know, computing uh, convex hulls and having holes in them. Like it is a topic that's pretty well covered, but I would say it's not trivial trivial at all. So I have to tip my hat to the Prusa Slicer team for implementing it. Because Prusa Slicer runs on so many devices. I would say most of them are uh, pretty potato. So it needs to be fast. It needs to run on mo on like pretty much everything. Uh, so it's very nice to see that. But yeah, there are other, other things too. Uh, if I add some more funky shape. Let's use the bunny as always. Uh, the cut tool got some nice new features. So you have the planar cut, but now you can also switch to a dovetail. And I especially like that the, all the edits are real time. So you can change the depth of the dovetail, the, the width, the, the angle. This is excellent. This is like really fun. I'm excited about this one. Yeah. Well, and that angle will let you so it can only lock it in one direction. That is so nice. You still have tolerance, so you can yep. add some. This, is, this yeah. is great for props, too, like cut swords and stuff. Like, yeah. it's, it's excellent. And it's you really can good. still, uh, like, rotate the, the cutting plane at pretty much any angle, too. Of course, here, once you go into dovetail, you have to be kind of mindful of the overhang angle. Once you start rotating the plane, because you will generate some steep overhangs. But if you go, you know, extreme, like you will even uh, create something really like, yeah, this will not print without supports. But then again, you have organic support. So maybe in some cases, this would be fine. Uh, I think I'm looking forward to see people experiment with this and figure out some like neat uses for this. But even if we go back to the planar cut and we go into the pin connector editor, there are the new snap uh, snap connectors, which let me just make them like super big. So it's really obvious. Really cool. And those are nice to see because it, it'll help align things. Although I do hope for the dovetail that we can get that male section completely separate you basically have a, a dual female dovetail with a male key that way you don't have a crazy overhang on the rabbit so if you did the dovetail on the rabbit and you tried to print it in those two pieces most of that rabbit is now an overhang uh, so if you were able to, oh, to I just see. i see yeah. what you mean yeah uh, so yeah. It's like mirroring this part exactly to the top. on both sides like an hourglass shape yeah, and then that that piece becomes a completely separate part that's printed separately. You put your two pieces together, you slide the key in, and you're done. That would be excellent. Uh, <laughs> I bet some fun, someone from Prusa Slicer team is watching. a bow tie joint, apparently. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I apologize to the Prusa Slicer team, but this, is, this <laughs> sounds. You're gonna have fun tomorrow at the office. We're, I think we should do that. Uh, in the future because it's a very common practice in woodworking yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I actually like whenever I come to the precious slicer team with something like this it's usually 
uh, here's a test build. Uh, we thought about that, but it's not like ready, ready. Uh, it's it's RC, man. It's not it's not a hundred percent. So it's they probably thought about that, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so one more thing, actually a couple more things, but another that comes to mind is the text editor. So uh, I should start screen sharing again. But yeah, we in the last version we added the like adaptive uh, text, which just uh, follows the curve of the of the object. So yeah, you have uh, some text, and you can move it on the mesh. But of course, this is weird. Uh, so you can do use surface, and it will morph the text uh, along the surface. Depending on how curved the the surface is, this will work somewhat well. This, if you just use the use surface, it kind of wraps the whole text as a whole with like a smooth curve on the on the body. But with the new paraglyph orientation. We're actually still thinking about what do you think about the name paraglyph orientation? Like, is it clear? Like, maybe the word glyph is like it's technically correct, but I, I don't know if it's super clear to everyone. Because per letter wouldn't make sense because you can put numbers and other things. That that, that might be a time where the uh, where that pop up little window when you hover over yeah. it would cover everything that paraglyph doesn't. Per symbol, per, per ca character maybe. Yeah, symbol. symbol. Ooh, per character, per symbol. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was the same. The thing is, it's gonna be longer, but I don't think it matters. This dialogue has the space for it, so maybe maybe it would be good. But yeah, what it does is it takes each letter, it it calculates the the normal to the surface, and places that letter along uh, that normal uh, perpendicular to the surface. So uh, let's try something like even more extreme. I haven't yet tried the like edge case but i think if i make a if i take a cylinder that should be basically the, the craziest version right i think by scaling it i might be like uh breaking it apart but yeah well that's yeah no, actually it works perfectly well that's awesome it's gonna make it a bit small i know some people who are starting to do basic modeling in prusa slicer <laughs> It, it really is giving you the ability to kind of ditch. It, it it is bringing together really good slicing with really really basic CAD. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah, I I've been doing some models recently where I just skip doing the font in Fusion because I actually find it more convenient to do it in in Prusa Slicer. Fusion sometimes can be a bit iffy about fonts and the characters not being enclosed properly. Mm -hmm. Prusa Slicer sort of doesn't care. So, and it's like really fast and I can edit the mesh at any time in Prusa Slicer. So yeah, I've been kind of changing my workflow like that. I'm going to be putting um, like names and stuff for all each individual lens on these caps. I'm not going to do it in CAD. Why would I bother doing it in CAD? I can do it right in the slicer, <laughs> save myself a ton of time because it, 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 I don't have to do a sketch and figure out the right size. No, just go into Bruce Slicer, type it out, pick my font from my list, and we're done. Yeah. It's it's great. Uh, another thing that I don't know if I'm going to be uh, showing here, but it is really useful for MMU printing or Excel, just any, any printing with multiple materials. 
And that's the, uh, how would I call it? Like embedding of the different polymers. Uh, like It's like interlocking layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they crisscross uh, each other. It's not super, like this is the first implementation. Uh, so right now it only works with the painted models. If you have MMU model made from separate meshes, uh, it, it cannot it cannot do it yet, but yeah, it's a start. And for the painted models, this is a big help, especially if you use like two polymers that kind of bind together, but maybe not so well, let's say PLA, and then you use some modified PLA and they do stick together. But you know, if they're just touching this whole like eye of the character might just fall out. But if, if we do this, this cross-crossing interlocking, uh, it's not going anywhere. So I think that's a great feature. Interesting. Uh, there are some uh, other nice little things which you can read about in the in the release log. Uh, I ha I haven't yet had a chance to watch the full video. Uh, did you did you anything else you would point point out, Grant? But I, I think this is probably the custom build plates. Oh yeah, the custom build plates. The one big use that I could think of was if you if you've made the mistake, everyone's likely done it at least once, where you accidentally fuse PETG to PEI and you rip part of your build plate. You could theoretically build a custom build plate with an exclusion area that then would arrange around it so you can still utilize that bad build plate, which would traditionally have to either be fully replaced or just thrown away. I did not think about it at all yeah. when we added that feature. I don't know what other like I, I in the little video in GitHub, it looks like you use like an image of the MK3S. Um, yeah, yeah. Fan duct. Yeah. Someone had said about doing an exclusion area for like a prime tower or a purge tower. But otherwise, we're like, I I'm sure there's an edge case where somebody asked for it and it wasn't that complicated to add in. Um, but I honestly don't hundred percent know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think this is like very much the side effect of, uh, re rewriting the arrange algorithm. Uh, I, I, I assume like once you have convex house and once you can like really calculate the both outer and inner border of the, of the mesh, this was probably trivial to add. So they just added it. Uh, it can be really nice for some custom printers, which have really weird bats. But the idea that you that you just pointed out, Grant, that you could cut out the place from your bat when there's damaged PEI or something, that could be actually really excellent. Yeah. Okay, so I've, I've had good. one idea that's going to upset people, one idea that's good. I'm 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 I'm, I'm even yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have Bruce Slicer devs in the comments of our video be like, I hate you, <laughs> you know, Angie had to come on uh a podcast and, and, and talk about it. So I, I think they really appreciate you covering the new features. So I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah totally. More more work for them. It's, it's always. <laughs> hey, this is job security. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is job security. So what do you have to say about the MK5 grant? MK5? Yeah. I mean, I, you made the video before Prusa, so you probably know something. <laughs> you know, um, if I told you, I, I, I'd have to kill you. Okay, do that. I'm, I'm bound by non-disclosure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. 
Actually, are, are a lot of the devs in-house at, at the pieces. factory? Oh, don't worry about that. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Grant seems very suspicious of what just happened. Well, they, they can be mean to me in November, since I'll, I'll, I'll probably be uh, coming over to see you guys late November, right before Smurf. We have one last thing to go through, and that's to pick some cool pictures of prints from the internet on Prusas. So I will, wow. I will do that now, and you can you can give me your your insight. Uh, each of these uh, awesome people will get Prusa meters, three hundred and fifty, enough to get one spool for free from printables. And we're gonna start with Bob, who. Hey. Just pressed print on a 75-hour MMU print. Maybe it's my vote just for the background. Bob doing bad things. <laughs> it's his poster. <laughs> it's all connected. So yeah, awesome, awesome job, Bob. This is this is pretty nuts. Uh, on uh, in our second place, we have Waffle Card with this extremely cute. Mark uh, three printed oh, on, yeah. on an Excel. <laughs> nice. Yep. Gonna need to print that. And I think Joel will have to take the first one because this is kind of insane. I I was looking forward to see what's like what are all these parts gonna be. So you can just watch it on Joel's channel. But yeah, this thing is crazy. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Wow. That's so, so many parts. Well, really, the, the awesome thing is what he ended up filling it with. Wow. You will, I guess people will have to watch it to find you out. You have to find out. You have to watch the video and find out. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I guess Joel printed, like, got, well, he went through a lot of spools, so now he can get one back for free. <laughs> It sounds good. <laughs> it's a good business model. Highly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have anything in the chat before we let you go on about your days? It's actually for Grant and for Michael. You still have like plenty of day ahead of you, right? Yep. Yep. It's only uh, four, almost four p.m. here, but not a whole lot of work going on in Tampa, Florida today. Oh, I bet. <laughs> It's a little, little damp. Had a hurricane uh, breeze by us last oh, night. Oh wow! Yeah, actually, one out. of the one of the outer bands is or one of the probably final outer bands is hitting right now. So, stay in, make some videos. No, go out, grab a flag, <laughs> do the video. Come on. <laughs> Am I supposed to like put a printer on a flag and go out and headbang or something? Is that is that what you want? Well. Legally, I cannot say yes, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> do it. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't listen to them, but you know, you do. It's fine. You just have to. You just have to bob and weave between the alligators. It's no big deal. It's fine. Yeah. Four alligators. Uh. Okay. I think. I think this is like 
people are having a good time in the chat, but I don't think there's anything we particular that we want to we want to bring out. We're just blurry, blurry images to them right now. They're <laughs> having fun, yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Vexter, Fix and Mute, and Fotis for uh, opening your clubs on Printables. I hope you'll be breaking records with your supporters soon. We'll be adding features based on what we talked about to listen to. Grant, thank you for joining us. I just texted you like 10 minutes before the stream started if you want to hop in. So really appreciate you, you jumping in and nerding out about Prusia Slicer. Also, yep. Hey, five, five minutes of prep is, is better than none. So I'll take <laughs> uh, The cat is also like big thumbs up. So that's a... She's working hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Totally. All right. We're looking at the printers. Yeah. Yeah, working hard. <laughs> and that's gonna be the show for today see you in the next one if you're coming to earth see you at earth maybe we'll be streaming there we don't know but it's gonna be fun for sure bye everyone bye bye thank you bye, bye. thank you
Hello and welcome to the Prusa podcast. Hello everyone. Hello. <laughs> I'm Nicholas. I'm Joe. I'm Adam. Adam was, I think, on the Prusa podcast, Prusa Live, back then, some time ago, right? Yeah, like a year, year ago. year ago, yeah. Adam is from the Polymers team. We'll, we'll talk about the new Prusa Mint later on. But as always, let's start with some cool prints. We have some on the table. But mine is a like little case for MX Master 3, which is my mouse of choice. And I sometimes carry it in my backpack because you can switch the, the devices to which sure. it is paired on. And I don't want ugly dirt in the stuck in the wheel or something. So yeah, I printed a, a case for it. I didn't have to design it. It's on printables. It's by Shake and Bake 08. Uh, it has slots for uh, magnets, which is pretty handy. Uh, but I still need to print the actual magnets. I'll print the magnets. Put, okay. put in the magnets. If I could, you need to make some new filaments so I can print the magnets. Uh, eventually, <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, yeah, I'll just really quickly screen share the, the creator to give a little shout out. So yeah, you can find it on printables. If you have the same mouse, you might find it useful. Joe, what do you have? And meanwhile, I will remove the the GH5 overlay thing from the camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, we are streaming. It? We are streaming it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, I have this beautiful Spyro from uh, from Raptoron. Uh, I just need to finish printing the wings, or maybe I should just get a Red Bull <laughs> for it. <laughs> And yeah, and some more cool prints from the 52XL, right? This is like really cool crankshaft with... I like when the supports are from different color than the model. Yeah. Especially with the organic supports. Yeah. It looks... Really it looks awesome. awesome. It looks awesome. <laughs> Spyro, it's back. Okay, so <laughs> prints away. <laughs> so we have some space on the table. Volume is very quiet, guys. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Also, forgive forgive us that we are a little bit sl uh, slower today. We've had we've had a team building yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I can raise the volume a little bit. I'm always a bit scared to do that because then it might be too loud. So let's see if this will be a little bit better. Let me know. Let me know in the chat. Oh, it's fine here. Okay, yeah, I guess it's fine for someone. So, going through the news kind of quickly, uh, the XL. Uh, nice to say that we have basically all the versions shipping. The only exception being the five tool semi assembled. Yeah, and that and starts uh, next week. I think it's scheduled for next mm -hmm. week. Uh, if you're wondering about the shipping dates of anything really, just go to help.prusha3d.com and click the shipping article. We update it. I don't want to say every day, but like every few days with the current information, with the forecasts. So that's definitely a good source of information for that. Uh, and yeah, the input shaper for the Mark IV is, I think, like we, yeah. release candidate. Yes. Yeah, it's release candidate and it is also dropping 
quite soon. Maybe, maybe this maybe this week. Yes. And we've we've also pushed an update for settings uh, for the input shaper into slicer. So just update those. There there are more. Oh yeah. Uh, nozzle sizes and or speeds and layer heights. I remember you were bringing up some of the profiles, the, the profile names. So that's the update. It's already yes. So it's already pushed. Yes. Nice. Oh, look, I need to I need to get those and try them out. Uh, and then we have uh, something coming to printable soon. Yes. Wink, wink. So yes. Stay tuned for that. Very soon. And yeah, from just uh, something that happened recently, we were at Open Source. It, it was awesome. And it was the first year. I think William William Osman organized it. Open Source kind of just fun twist on open source. But yeah, I think the event really surprised us. With yes, it was. Yeah, it, it had such such a great vibe, and so many cool people we've met. Everyone, everyone was there. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I have some random pictures here. But yeah, you had a panel talk, panel talk and Joel uh, moderated it, and, yes. and uh, you know, Makers Muse was there, Stefan was there, uh, James was there. So uh, yeah, we met Vren from Corridor. It was awesome. Yeah. I loved loved meeting him. That was so yeah. good. There there were so many people who uh, who we uh, knew uh, online. For yeah. Long time, but we've never get the chance to to meet in person because you know they uh, they don't go to 3d printing events yeah so this was this was great you remember this guy yeah <laughs> the benchy hat guy guy with a funny hat it was really good and yeah i just i i stored this this picture for some reason it was really dumb <laughs> but you know plush unpolstered surface oh yeah and yeah this this is how many people were there for for some full, of the full house discussions because yeah, there was, for example, Adam Savage had a talk there, so and Mark Rober was there, so some really and yeah, we met Sam and Integza and proper printing and Pooch, just like it was awesome. If you're thinking about going next year, I would <laughs> highly suggest it because the event was really remarkable. I do agree. I do agree. It was awesome, and I think the the tickets for next year are on sale already. Yeah, that's right. So you can you can buy the tickets already. Yes. And uh, from time to time, I see people asking us where we will go or where I will be in the States. So I think for for this year, uh, me, myself, I'm just going for Earth. East Coast Rap Rap Festival. Yes. yes. But uh, you can always uh, you can always check the events where uh, we are as a company, and me personally, with you know, little Joe hat. Uh, you can see it on the printables events. Yeah, it's in the top menu, and then you can even filter it if we will have a booth there. <laughs> There's a special <laughs> filter for you in person. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Well, we just felt it was cute to have that in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here, here you can see on form next. Yeah. That there's uh, just for yeah, Forex is closed, so I think we will definitely go there. Okay, so another news was that we released new Prushamant, which is yeah. why we brought in Adam. <laughs> and yeah, the interesting thing about it is that it's, it is certified to be self-extinguishing uh, by UL. So can you tell us something about about the Prushamant? Yeah, uh, 
you are right that uh, it's certified. It's certified by UL. It took us quite a long time to make it happen because uh, the cert certification requires us to test like a lot of samples. We printed over 600 samples to the certification. Wow. Uh, we had to uh, make different uh, orientations, uh, um, minimum, maximum speed, uh, and so on. So uh, it was a huge bag of samples that I was and shipping we, to UL. Yeah, and you, you just ship it to them, and it's then it's out of our hands, right? Like yeah, they, yeah, that's right. Well, because they act as a, like independent laboratory. Yeah. So uh, we can re re rely on the results and uh, we can show them to the world. Normally I try all the approximates that are, that are you know, in the development, but I didn't actually have a chance to print with it yet. So how does it print compared to normal PTG since it is based on PTG? Well, it prints, prints pretty nicely in my opinion. I can give you a spool later if you want. Yeah, yeah, I would like that. It actually prints at lower temperatures than than standard PTG, but uh, a bit of disadvantage uh, is that you need to keep it dry. Okay, so it's a bit hygroscopic. It's more hygroscopic, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but otherwise, so does it have a special profile? Yes, it does. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Which you can slicer. Yeah, Joe has a slicer right here. I think you will need to do go to the configuration wizard. Yeah. It. It's not for Mark for there. Yeah. If, or the input shaping one. So what the use cases, I guess, since it's self-extinguishing, would be any kind of electronics? Yeah, like electronics housing and so on. Uh, as a signature model, we have like this Raspberry Pi case, uh, which you can print and download from from Pushman profile on printables. Okay. And. Basically, any other parts that uh, may be in a contact with fire in worst case scenario. So, so maybe like the electronic boxes you put in a wall yeah. and stuff like that. But I also know that uh, big demand for for uh, for such materials is printing of replacement parts for like all the trams, trains, and yeah. And this is uh, I feel uh, I feel quite a big use case because. These uh, public transport vehicles, they need to, uh, they need to be certified. Uh, yeah, that's right. And, uh, using the certified material, it helps the companies to get the certification for yeah. the final part. It's yeah. much easier to do it. But uh, so so. There are some uh, self-extinguishing um, uh, materials on the market, but we are the only one with UL Blue Card, right? Uh, the only PTG. Uh, well, yeah. the only material is printable on uh, Prusa printers. So it doesn't say really anything about... The other might also be self-extinguishing, but they didn't go through the like rigorous uh, certification yeah, process, like, so you, you don't yeah. know. And I, I, I know that you point, you like uh, brought one more cool thing, and that's the, you know, when it burns, uh, these, I mean, thermoplastics in general can uh, release some toxic substances so you took that into account and this does not like when it burns it's it doesn't have what can you remind uh, me what is the name of the it's halogen free halogen okay yeah That's yeah it. because uh, a lot of flame retardants are based on 
halogen-based compounds. Okay. And uh, they are quite dangerous uh, to be around. Yeah, so it, it doesn't, it self-extinguishes, but then... Well, yeah. It might self, uh, it, it might <laughs> extinguish you too. <laughs> yeah. So that's not, not ideal. So the Prussian man doesn't, doesn't have that, which is nice. Uh, since it's technical filament, you are releasing it in two colors? Yes, uh, we have black one and uh, white one. Yeah. Uh, both of these colors are certified, so... And there was the, another thing with the certification, if I remember correctly, was that uh, you need to use, you know, the certification like that's the whole pipeline, not just like breaking the sample, but like it certifies the printer that you use for yeah. it, the, the profile. And uh, nozzle size, layer height, and yeah. so on. So, uh, like the certified settings we have, uh, it's uh, Mark III S plus, uh, 0.4 nozzle, and uh, 0.2 layer height. Will we have certification for the Mark IV as well? We will soon, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. Because the certification, I guess you you started before the Mark IV was out. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, how many months was it? I remember that we 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 were talking about this project <laughs> for a long time, like early last year at yeah. least. So was it six months of work, eight months? It took us like a year to do the whole thing, because uh, with the sample preparation, you you cannot just uh, like print them. You have to print a larger sheet and then get the samples from the sheet. Oh. So uh, for a thin, thin uh, well, we're testing two heights, uh, uh -huh. 0.75 millimeters and three millimeters. For 0.75, we could cut them with laser, but uh, for three millimeters, uh, the laser was actually melting the plastic around. Yeah, sure. So we couldn't use it. Yeah. So we had to find a different technology to cut, it out. cut the samples. So we used uh, water jet. Water jet. Ooh. That's interesting that they that they want this, but I guess they want like really uniform. They want. Yeah. Like... They want to eliminate parameters. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah. I would say I would say it's a little uh, unassuming for most of the people, but for for the people who need this, uh, and if you need it, you know you need it, and there was nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people uh, are very very happy about this and are excited. Same thing was uh, with uh, with the uh, tungsten filament, right? Yeah. Uh, which is. Uh, also a great success. It's selling multiple times more than than we expected, and, <laughs> uh, and we've had such a such a cool responses when we when we re released it uh, originally for radiation shielding and calibration of magnetic resonance imaging machines, and then hey, I need this. I'm going to use it as shielding in our uh, research reactor. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of cooperations at the moment. So we'll be working like an article about next cool use cases for this filament. Oh, okay, cool. Speaking of, if you use the new 
pro shaman pg v0 for something cool uh post it online i mean if you can if it's not a like a work thing which you shouldn't post online but otherwise please post it online and tag us we would be very interested to see all the all the use cases that you will find for it it's always fun to see you know we release the product and then we see people using it for all sorts of different things We're always surprised well, before we talked about open source, and we met so many people at open source, and one of them was Ben, who told us about Meshtastic. And we have Ben and the lead developer of Meshtastic uh, in the waiting room. So let's bring them in, take your headphones, and let's talk about Meshtastic. Okay, we have Ben joining in, and Garth, let's see. Hi guys, thanks for joining Hello. us. Hello. Hello. Hi, good to be here. So Garth is a lead developer, I don't know, one of the lead developers, but the word lead would kind of suggest the lead, the lead developer of Meshtastic. Uh, I'm the lead developer for the Apple apps, okay. so, and then I work on the firmware. So there, there's a firmware lead, another Ben, and uh, there's a developer that does the Android app, and there's a developer that also does the web UI. Uh, so we have a bunch of different repositories running all the different pieces of the project. Mm -hmm. And then we have Ben, who we met in person at Open Source. Uh, ben told us about Meshtastic, and Ben, you're just uh, someone who's kind of new to the Meshtastic community and learning about it, right? Yeah, that's right. So I, I heard about Meshtastic um, maybe six months ago, and I started learning about it, got a few radios. Uh, lately, I've been contributing to the documentation side, trying to, trying to help out as much as I can with the project and spread the word. So we're kind of already talking about radios and contributing in GitHub, but can you give us uh, like a quick rundown of what even is Meshtastic. I'm sure a lot of people watching have no no idea, just like we had no idea when you first told us. I guess, I don't know, uh, Garth, you, you would be the person to start? Sure. Yeah, so it's a open source decentralized LoRa mesh. So we use uh, inexpensive LoRa radios to create a mesh of devices. Uh, and then you connect to it with um, either a computer or your mobile device generally. Uh, hooks up over Bluetooth, and then uh, there's sort of standard messaging features available, uh, tapbacks, replies, uh, emoji, um, and then there's a lot of position features as well, so the devices can be configured to send out your location as well and keep track of uh, a track of locations that, that you've been on, or uh, you can request locations of other people, like if you're out hiking, you could uh, request that another another member of your group's device send you their location, and then you can see them in your app. So, um, and then there's a there's a ton of assorted use cases, uh, as it's it's open source and uses LoRa, which is really long range. So, for things where uh, Wi-Fi is hard to do, Meshtastic is pretty easy. Things that are you know just a little over a mile gets hard with Wi-Fi sometimes, and uh, with Laura, well, we've recently set a 
couple hundred kilometer record wow. uh, using balloons. So if there is the line of sight, uh, it's really a good low power communication technology. Ben, when we when we met you, you had actually a radio on you, and you were showing us, and you were pinging some notes, what like 20 kilometers away, or like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. It was um, we were in San Francisco, and yeah, so we were on one side of the bay, and it was pinging a note on the other side of the bay, uh, picking them up pretty good. It's kind of wild to me. So I am. Meshtastic, you know, the word says mesh, do... If I were to, to build the radio and flash the firmware, uh, if I see other nodes around me, can I send messages through other people's radios? Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Garth, you want to tell them how that, how that yeah. works? Yeah, so I, I use this a, a flood routing algorithm, so a message is sent out. And then uh, other nodes, uh, they won't decode the internal payload of that message, but there's an unencrypted header, and it uses okay. that to know what to do with the message. So um, a, a, the standard is three hops. If a message is sent out, say you and I are both on the default channel, um, which is kind of the public for each region. So each of these is set up with a different frequency for each region. Uh, and so you'd be on the the default channel, which is essentially unencrypted. It's got a, a very simple password on it. And then you can communicate with other people around. And then you can also set up your own encrypted channels and add that public one as a secondary channel so that you can have both your own encrypted mesh and then communicate with the wider public. Um, the... Uh, we, we launched a new version in November, and I'd say in the last like three or four months, we've had a lot of progress on some larger meshes. So we've got a fairly large mesh in Ukraine. Um, there's a oh, pretty yeah. decent size mesh in uh, Calgary in Canada. Um, uh, ben has been working on Portland, I think. So yeah. Um, so we've, we're starting to see some larger public meshes get built now. Ukraine makes a lot of sense, thinking about it. We we were doing some, uh, I guess every, it's funny how every open source, I mean, every every kind of project finds their way to help there. We were doing the, trying to figure out what we can do. So we were 3D printing some uh, uh, splinters or casts. Some fixators. Or yeah, fix, 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 fixators, but low bandwidth, uh, long range radio, battery power it's i mean the radios are tiny right and they are battery, battery powered and can last both like days days weeks depending on the there's a bunch of different hardware so it depends but um depending on the size of battery and which radio you're using you can get weeks of runtime out of one so and so it is low bandwidth but i kind of hard for me to imagine what 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 the uh, what, what bandwidth are we talking about like text message bandwidth like some kilobytes Per second bytes per, per second yeah it depends on on the settings but uh about one kilobyte a second i think is the is the highest bandwidth setting i'm not positive bench probably looked at the documentation on that more recently than i but yeah that's correct that's correct that's um, about 200 bytes between 200 bytes and one kilobyte yeah okay well that that's fine for well 
uh, like chat and communication yeah more than enough yeah or mm -hmm. like reading sensor data i guess that's another thing that you would use it for right like some iot applications or like reading remote data yeah so we have uh we have a telemetry structure so we have a bunch of built-in supported i squared c sensors that you can connect and then send back over the mesh to do uh, weather station data and air quality are the two built-in ones right now and battery metrics as well so you could monitor your solar array um the voltage and and such or the device that you've built uh and then for any other sensor you would basically connect to a, another microcontroller so write your code to manage the data that comes from the sensor and then send it to the mesh over serial so you can connect virtually any sensor to an arduino and then connect that to a mesh testic device and and send whatever hmm. um sensor metrics you want and we're we're open to adding all sorts of new messages to handle those different different sensor types and data hmm. so we could uh, uh like get data from a free printer yeah, we edit like mesh yes. module. Yeah, we do, we do uh, uh, control the printer over it. And yeah. In in the in the apps for smartphones, do you support uh, do you support uh, like chat options? Because I guess uh, if if you can just connect to the radios and and use it, uh, it's quite easy to pick pick up for people and play with it. Yeah. Yeah, the apps the apps are really great. The iOS app and the Android app are um, very full featured. Um, you can do you, know, you can uh, completely administer the radios, change all the settings, uh, the channel options. Uh, you can chat. You can send emojis, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you can share uh, settings as well uh, with QR codes. So you send someone a QR code, they scan that in, and they have all your channels and modem settings for their radio. So it's a really easy way to get everybody on the same page. Uh, and there's also the map on the app, so you can see the location of all the nodes if they're sharing their GPS data or pulling it off the phone. Uh, you can add waypoints. Uh, so you can just say, you know, meet me here, or, mm -hmm. you know, he here's our base camp, or whatever it is. And just, you can, so you can add markers to the map as well. Uh, the iOS app has some great, um, uh, analytics where it'll uh, record data for for a long period of time and, and show you where devices are moving around. Um, and there's a there's a Mac OS app as well um, that does the same thing. It's it's pretty amazing stuff. That sounds more developed than like many first party like product product apps <laughs> that you can buy. I will I will uh, ask you I'm I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the website and there are a couple couple of options uh, for for hardware where you can uh, where you can flash it what what do you suggest uh, as uh, the the most uh, most user friendly and you know easiest to uh, dive into it you know uh, go for it Ben actually uh, yeah I mean since I'm kind of the, the new one here and just kind of went through all that, um, they're really all pretty easy if you have any kind of basic understanding of electronics. If you know anything about Arduino, it's going to be a piece of cake. Um, and if you have a 3D printer, pretty much any of the boards are, um, uh, there's, there's cases available that you just, you know, you get a development board like this guy. This is a rack. Um, this is my, my go-to choice. So it might be a little daunting for this to show up in the mail uh, for some people, but
but it's USB-C. You plug in a battery, um, you know, and then you print a case, and um, it's a fully functional radio. You can add a screen. You can um, add sensors. The racks are actually my, one of my favorite because these are plug-and-play sensors. They have extra little slots. You just screw in a sensor, and mm -hmm. and then you're done. So I. Um, I guess uh, I guess you you uh, got us curious when you showed the super nice case at open source and <laughs> and that's uh, that that's why we are today on the podcast, right? But yeah, 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 exactly. Are, yeah. are, the, are the cases on printables? I know that yes, absolutely. There are some cases on printables. I also saw some like super really nice ones that uh, one of the community designers saw on Etsy, I think, mm -hmm. if I'm right. Yeah, I think uh, I know Tony G has a, a site. He sells some stuff. Voltaic Enclosures, he sells some stuff. Um, uh, Garth has an Etsy store. I'm not sure if yours are 3D printed or otherwise. Um, some of my stuff, a bunch of it is also injection molded, but we okay. use 3D printing for all the prototyping. And... But yeah, some nice but yeah, there's a There's a lot of stuff popping up that I haven't even seen. This, I mean, this, is, this community is really growing very quickly right now. Yeah, the cases look very, very nice, Prof professionally grade cases. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, Tony G there is definitely our most prolific case, case designer. So, uh, but the, the 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 one you showed on video is uh, my my favorite so far. Far, it's just somehow uh, it looks rugged yet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> cute, cute in the best possible way. Uh, yeah, I've, I've switched to I've switched to matte black now for can't even really see it, but uh, just to kind of match the kind of walkie-talkie yeah. vibe. Uh, <laughs> what printer are you using? I wonder to print those. Oh, of course, it's a Prusa Mini Plus. Yeah, so back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we have Adam here from our Polymers team, so I guess it would be interesting to find out what what uh, filaments are you using to to print the cases usually. Yeah, well, for, for me, it's uh, I, I just use PTG and PLA. I don't have an enclosure, um, so I, I haven't really even experimented with some more uh, interesting materials. I'd like to start printing ASA, um, and uh, I definitely I do some TPU in the Mini Plus too. It, it handles it amazingly. I was really surprised how well that it, it went through that. Yeah, but I think I think you know Garth probably has done some more more materials than I have. Yeah, I do a lot of PLA. I think like everybody does. Um, my Mini Plus has sort of been taken over by my daughter, so I do use that sometimes, but she's she's using it a fair amount. And then uh, I I do ASA in the garage. Uh, I do have a, a LAC enclosure and then a, a 2017 MK3 that's now a MK3S Plus, so... Um, Oh, that's and that's that's uh, 2017. That's uh, <laughs> six years. Yeah, it just I think just this time I didn't buy the upgrade because I may just buy MK4 instead or another mini because I've actually haven't been printing really big stuff recently as all these radios are pretty small. So, but uh, but you must uh, you must. Uh... You must uh, appoint your daughter to print the stuff for you. 
right. Some of it. Some of it. She was doing pretty good now. If, so. she, if she took it, if she took over, then that that should uh, that that should be her uh, payment for you know taking over a printer. That she must print uh, stuff for you. I'm scouting the chat for questions, but I think this is the rare occasion where the roles are completely flipped. Where we had no idea, but it looks like the chat is completely full of uh, meshtastic users from the community. Just any any kind of question that pops up there, like three people immediately have the information on hand to respond, which just shows, I guess, just how uh, how big the community is of meshtastic. Yeah, it's a great community. We're totally open to contributions and and people helping. Uh, like Ben did, like one of the best ways to help, right, is to be a new user, run into the issues, and and get those documented so the person coming behind you doesn't run into them. So, um, yeah, and everyone from technical to documentation to to helping with marketing, and so. And the project is is it's a fully open source project where it's just. Uh... Everyone is doing it because they like it. It's a passion for them. There's, it's not like a, a company selling selling uh, products and developing all this for that reason. Yeah, any, anything that people are selling is uh, community, individual community members. And then we do have an LLC to uh, protect the trademark and such and, and collect donations, but... Uh... We just mostly buy developers hardware to use and uh, pay for servers and such and GitHub and that kind of thing. What do you wish we asked you? What's something that people don't ask you, but that's really interesting about the project that you wish, wish should be talked about? Tough question. Uh, so partially because the code hasn't been totally done until recently, but we've really made a lot of progress on those sensor and extensibility options, right? So there's now a a much easier way that we're um, to allow people to hook their own code, their own devices, printers, um, and kind of I, I think I'd like to be the the IoT solution when you need something longer, right? So you can easily just grab a couple radios and connect them together and then and then kind of push that that data back and forth. Um, and we've spent probably 18 months and that's been one of the main focuses of, of upgrading to version two and, and getting all of the telemetries and sensors and stuff working much better. And I think that, um, you know, that opens up a ton of of new use cases and projects and and i think that's kind of what i'd like to see uh, i'm um i'm stuck uh, or stuck uh, i'm just uh, looking uh, this whole time joe is browsing the repository <laughs> and looking for boards to buy uh, but i will i will uh, finish my purchases after this <laughs> Someone in the chat is mentioning solar. I guess that would be an excellent mm -hmm. way to power this, right? Because of how power efficient the board is, the boards are. Yeah. 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 So there's, um, there's, I know, um, Garth actually probably knows more about this than I do, but they're so low power that you can use a very minimal panel. Um, and the battery, you know, if you have a big enough battery, that can, a battery can last a couple of weeks. So even if you have clouds for a while, uh, eventually if you get some sun, it'll charge it back up. Uh, so you can really run these nodes uh, 
independently and indefinitely without really checking on them. People of the the so the Calgary Mesh, you know, a lot of those folks are hiking up mountains and and putting them uh, pretty far out there uh, and just just leaving them. Uh, you know, right now they're 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 still running into problems. That, you know, they're testing out their their mounting solutions and their panels and their enclosures. So so here's the question: Can you update the firmware over the over the wireless connection, or do you have to hike back up and do it manually? Yeah, you, unfortunately, you got to hike back up. <laughs> But you can do it. Uh, some of the boards, the NRF boards uh, or the rack boards, you can do over Bluetooth. So you can do it from your phone. Um, so you don't. If it's up a tower, for for example, you don't necessarily have to climb the tower to to update that firmware. Which is nice. Um, when when I was uh, uh, when I was uh, playing with racing drones, uh, just before uh, I stopped having enough time for uh, for for playing with it, there was a thing the thing called Express LRS for the receivers and controllers, and I think they have some cap capability to update the the receivers uh wirelessly so maybe maybe uh you can get inspired there how to do it i think it's also open source hmm. yeah we've had i don't think it's totally working yet um but the there have been some community members that have worked on that particular support for that hardware uh in the us at least so those are Some of those are higher power devices as well. So compared to the um, the main devices that are out there, you can go up in the U.S. At least you can go up to one watt without a license, and then I think three if you're a amateur radio user. So there's a couple of radios that allow you to, to take advantage of that extra power. Most of this stuff is is restricted to what the hardware is built to manage, um, mm. but there's a few. Mm. Uh, We have a, a developer in China that's building custom boards as well, and he has a. It's called the Station G1 that can be um, powered to one watt if you don't have a license, and three if you do. Hmm. I'm I'm just uh, you know I'm just uh, from the moment you said that uh, that uh, someone is. Uh, Someone is hiking somewhere into mountains to put a note there. I, I'm just thinking from that moment that uh, if if I if I would do it, then obviously the next day new firmware will drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh huh. The the nice thing uh, for that is that you can put a you can put a node up using uh, what's called the repeater mode, and that's a very simple thing that only does the routing stuff. And so your need to update the firmware is less, right? The the firmware updates are mostly around some of the extra features like sensors um, and all of that stuff at this point. So if you can use for your more permanent installations that are hard to get to, you can use that repeater mode and and reduce the risk of that. And then you kind of only have to replace major versions where the protocol hmm. uh, because It only looks at the header, right? So even if it doesn't know about all the rest of the details of a new packet that was added for a feature, the repeater itself can just pass that along without yeah. problems. So. Yeah, that makes sense. And I would say uh, also these installations, uh, it's perfect to print it from ASA because especially if it's higher altitude, 
like I think from 2000 meters up uh, from the sea level, there's a lot of radiation uh, and UV and ASA can stand that. Or from flame retardant PTG, <laughs> it, yeah, it in, is... ca in case something happens. Yeah. Uh, how, how UV stable is the V0 PTG? Well, we haven't tested it yet, but uh, if I would say it would get brittle over time, but like a year or something. Yeah. If it can, I think Peggy can last like a year or two if, if you make it a bit yeah. fake. Takes yeah. time before. It. Well, you can also you you can always uh, you can always just spray it with UV protecting yeah. uh, liquor, any other material. It is just. And it's really nice to know that if your your lipo battery malfunctions or overcharges inside that case, <laughs> it's not going to start a forest fire necessarily. So. Oh yeah, that is true. Lipos are yeah. nasty. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how many how many drones with lipos were lost in the in some of the national parks around the around the planet. I did not it. I did not myself personally, but I can imagine. Yeah. Know, a lot of people like playing with the drone for the first time, being very, <laughs> very. Uh, uh, how do you say it? Uh, thinking that like, irresponsible. Yeah, but the, the, thinking that they are good pilots. If someone wants to get started, uh, I guess the best place would be to type Meshtastic into Google and they will land on the homepage and they will learn everything from there. Yeah, so there's a get started up there in the top top left side there. Docs, I believe, in one yeah. of the first menu items is get started. Oh yeah, right there too. Um, and then you shared with me uh, because I asked how can someone uh, support the project. So you have an open collective where if anyone's interested and would like to contribute, uh, we would like to direct them this way. And yeah, I guess that's it. Thank thank you both very much for for joining and telling us about Meshtastic. I, I see definitely one new user who's already has oh. like 10 things in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> We definitely we, we we definitely need to put a note uh, on the on the company. Yeah, and yeah, company no big and in all, yeah all the things we do. I, I wonder how many how many devices uh, we would need to uh, cover the whole Prague. <laughs> well, in in in, uh, in a city without uh, big skyscrapers, how far apart you would be putting the nodes for simple basic network. Uh, it, it can depend a lot, right? Because you yeah. can get a building with a big metal wall or whatever that's particularly hard. So it, line of sight is best. I've had I've had good luck in urban areas with getting two to five miles, and then if you've got a mesh of other nodes, you can kind of get hooked together. So um, I can get I can get about two and a half miles through a ton of forested areas from my house to mm -hmm. where my daughter practices. Um, so the, it, it's pretty good in both urban areas and, and the forest, so. I mean, one in my home, one in your home, one in the HQ, and we have like half of the Prague covered, basically. We, we, we need to get one on uh, Zizhkov TV tower. Yeah, and then we have the whole. And then we are set. Yeah. So, so yeah. during the previous uh, era, uh, they built like a giant TV tower in, uh, in the middle of a city, and you can see it from everywhere. So it'd be a perfect place, yeah. And I'm always amazed. 
by yeah, the way. Look, look at them. It's just Kof TV Tower. I will post it into into a chat. It is. Uh, I would say it is love or hate. It's kind of dumb, but very functional. Uh, I'm putting it into the chat. It has black babies on it. Yeah, yeah and it has uh, statues of of babies. <laughs> we, we we digress. Thanks, guys, for joining. Uh, we'll yeah. let you go about your day and. Yeah, looking forward to, to jump into this and to see more, more cases on printables and more boards and everything. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. Thank, thanks for making awesome printers. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> I, I just open it on, on the Wikipedia and you see like the beautiful old buildings and then... Zizhkov <laughs> <laughs> Tower. Zizhkov <laughs> Tower. Yeah, happens. Okay, so we have definitely one more thing to go through, and that's the Prusa podcast contest, where you post cool pictures of prints, and we look at them, and with no uh, really system whatsoever, we just pick those that we like for some reason. So we have three of them ready. So... Actually, I, d I did make like a cool OBS overlay. Does it does it do anything? Doesn't doesn't work. That's lame. Oh. That's lame. So I will do it the the. Oh yeah, now see now it works. Cool. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the cool prints with Ed Prusha 3D on Twitter. I refuse to learn the new name, and he can win a spool worth of Prusha meters on printables. So that's the contest, and now to the winners. So the third place goes to a person you might have heard about. It's Uncle Jesse. And Hello, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> Do we have him in the chat? Not sure. With a really sleek looking block storage container. Pretty dope. Model on printables. That's a plus. Congratulations. Second place uh, is a Hue Forge print. Have you guys seen Hue Forge? Uh, just uh, I haven't studied. Adam, have you seen it yet? No. It's really cool. It's a an app that you know how you make little paints, oh, yeah. and then uh, you can do color changes in little paints. And this basically, uh, we need to connect the Hue Forge guy with you guys because he measures the luminosity of the filament at different oh, thicknesses cool. and then the app programs how many layers to put there to make different shades. So even though you mm -hmm. have like five colors for uh, the Excel or the MMU, you can make like, uh, I don't know, you know, 200 oh, colors yeah. from it because yeah. of the different thicknesses. And the app tells you how to do it. Yeah, the app just calculates it all for you. Oh, and cool. it's you. I think you put it even to cheat code. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. People in the chat probably know better better than, yeah, than me. Yeah, I, I remember someone asking if we are going to do CMYK yeah. for, for, for this, but we are, uh, I would say, uh, uh, the, the capacity to make new uh, colors and stuff is quite limited, but we have some good news because uh, new lines are on the way, so we will be we will uh, we will uh, have much more next year, but right now when uh, uh, 
you can even have all the colors in stock. Right yeah. Now. So it doesn't make sense to add more and uh, not, not not have them in the stock regularly. I know people are crazy about BCCF. It's always like, it's in stock. It's out of stock. It's in stock. It's out of stock. But it's coming back soon. Yay! In a larger amount. <laughs> so, but how we got there was the Hue Forge print by Presswork 65. So congrats, you also get a spool worth of Prusa meters on printables. And we go to our first place. We don't need those anymore. Yeah, that's true, we don't need to have <laughs> And that's some really, I would say, sleek looking legs for an Aww. IKEA cabinet. I like it. I this really, is amazing. Yeah, I really it's really like cool. it. Uh, it's also on printables. I'm definitely going to print that. It looks really nice. So, great job, extra team. You also win a spool worth of Russia meters on printables. I'm going to. Oh. What are you looking for? Oh, I'm going to favorite right away. So. Oh, you're going to favorite it right away? <laughs> okay, let me. Uh, it was called Elegant Furniture Like Cabinet Food by Extra Team. Yeah, if you just look for Extra Team, it's probably uh, faster. But yes, liking. Like. Okay. Great job. Uh, we're going to be looking for questions. Anything we forgot to talk about that we wanted to talk about? We kind of mentioned it all. The new lines, these is a nice, nice extra. New improvement lines. Yeah, I well, I, I think we teased it somewhere. Maybe some. Uh, I, I yeah, teased it yeah. in some comments. But yeah, we will be almost double. But once they arrive, they, you still need to like heavily modify them and everything, right? So it's gonna take yeah, some time. Yeah, that's right. You need to adjust them. Standards. Yeah, you don't you don't just buy them. You I've seen the lines, they you look nothing like the lines that arrive. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a starting point. <laughs> but I I guess the team is happy. Uh, looking forward to getting so many new lines on online. Right. Yeah, that's right, because uh, from the development point of view, we are kind of limited in releasing new colors and new materials. So when the new lines are here, we'll have some things prepared. Oh, do you, you have some cool stuff in the yes, in the idea drawer? Yeah. Ah, I bet. <laughs> Yenos is in the chat. This was actually one of the runner-ups, but it didn't make the top three, but I like it. And Yenos, Yenos is in the chat asking if we can show it. And sure, we can show it. It's pretty cool. First of all, Brusha themed uh, keycap. Hmm. <laughs> you know, color scheme, uh, but also the printed armrest. I'm not really an arm keyboard armrest person, but this one looks pretty nice. Yeah, I I, I tried mechanical keyboard recently, but I'm just so so used to the Mac keyboards and the external one is yeah. just the same. And I like I'm it. not a fast typer anyway. Mechanical keyboards is such a doom uh, like hobby to get into. Like I'm. I dip my fingers in it and I'm like, oh my god, like I need to... How many keyboards do you have? Three. Uh, have, you, have, you, have you talked to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> no, to, but... To get help? It's, it's not that bad. I don't know. You know, um, it, is, it is impossible to not see 
or the, the internet just shoves shoves yeah. the keyboards to you, even you can, if, if you never searched for one. And you can print like split keyboards, and you can even print the key even on on FDM, like even on Mark IV, you can print like pretty nice keycaps if you pick the right orientation. So yeah, I would say that would be uh, that would be the key to yeah. print the key. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah like forty five yeah, degrees yeah. with organic yeah. support. Uh, yeah, there was there were questions about Octoprint compatibility. I was responding on the GitHub issue today. Like, uh, it seemed like uh, we people are saying that we were not responding. I asked the devs. They said that it's definitely on the to do list. To uh, I think right now on the Mark IV, the filament runout sensor is not working properly if you are printing from Octoprint, mm -hmm. and also the progress is not showing on the screen and stuff like this. So. It's on the to-do list, but there are some like high priority things. I think there's still like, a lot of work being done on the network stack to make uh, network communication faster in general. Uh, yes, and I think some of the big improvements are also coming quite quickly. But I see a lot of people asking about TPU. Yeah. <laughs> I might have seen some samples. But well, TPU is coming, but that doesn't hint anything because they have samples of million things that might or yes. might not come out. We have a full room of samples. <laughs> it's your, <laughs> your, your room. <laughs> like, I, I've seen a sample, but you have full room of projects. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mark for Blue Shirt when? Yes, I agree. I really agree. We have a task for it in Jira. I will up the priority on that. Well, I, I'm thinking that we, our uh, our merge uh, game is not very strong. I agree that we should step up. Yes, I agree quite a bit. Actually, yes. If you have some cool ideas for merge, like okay, that's a quick like thing to just right now type in chat. But like, put it on on X, put it on Twitter or something, because it's always good to get some more ideas for for merge. Uh, are there news about input shaper for or Mark IV? Yes, we talked about that. You can remind, but long story short, the firmware is basically ready, so we will release a release candidate, and then once it's proven that it's bug-free, uh, no major bugs, it will be released as final out there. Yes, and uh, we also talked about the, the, the new settings in the slicer. Uh, uh, and you have we we divided it in basically into two options one which is optimized for speed and the second one is for structural parts because well always as people many people don't realize until they until 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 they find uh, when the parts are failing uh, the faster you go the the s smaller is the layer bonding and oh yeah and basically most of the super fast models are just, you know, for show. I blanked out, but I called the ending. Yeah, hell yeah. People like really so, so ignore that quite a bit that if you print super fast, like I would say it's a combination of printing fast and blasting cold air at the, at the print, like yeah. at really crazy speeds. Yes. Like if you're printing a bust, I guess you don't care about mechanical properties. So in that case, I would say go ahead with the fastest profile. If you want, if you're printing a mesh-tastic radio, uh, don't print it with the like craziest, fastest profile. Like go a bit slower, because 
it will be more rigid. The mechanical properties will be better. So, so when you are so when, when you are choosing for the layer heights, either structural or uh, speed. Yeah, you can't have both. Yeah, but the structural is not. It's always a it, it's not slow. Yeah, but, uh, both are fast, but one is faster, and the <laughs> other is uh, better for structural. Well, when I was pro proposing the first uh, first uh, for the first time how to name it, I was uh, I was going to, uh, for fast and faster. Yeah, 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 fast and faster. That's true. I remember but, that. Uh, but guys, uh, guys uh, didn't like my super funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think that's pretty much it for the questions. I I hope we answered them pretty much all this time. Uh, how difficult it would be to have a custom print bed with your own design on it? Asking for a friend. I think you could like. Laser, but there's you could remove the sticker, the PI sticker. It's it's a pain. Let's be clear, yeah. but it's but you can remove it. You can laser etch it and then apply a new sticker. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, because uh, as it's uh, spring spring steel, if you laser kick uh, laser etch uh, on one side, uh, it releases some of the stresses and the bed is bent. <laughs> So you cannot you cannot laser edge the design, but uh, uh, best easiest is to get the sticker sheet one, remove the sheet, uh, paint on your design, and then put a new sheet on. Oh yeah, uh, a lot of uh, actually one thing I miss is X uh, input shaper for Excel, which is obviously being worked on. I think also some like I've, I've seen yeah, some yeah. Excels going pretty down. It's that interesting. Fast. It's interesting. Okay, so that's it. Thanks for watching us. Thank you, Adam, for joining us and showing us the new Prusament. Thank you for inviting me. Happy to do it. I'm sure you'll be back uh, with your next crazy flamant sometime in the, in the future. Like TPU. <laughs> like TPU, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? And yeah, that's it. And so, tune, thank, in, thank, tune in next time. Thank you, everyone, and watch Printables. <laughs> That's right. Bye.